It is the 31st of March 2021. Good morning and welcome to the news around Uganda. I am Lydia Lakonyero. In a first story, Uganda Land Commission says part of the disputed land where Chambogo University sits belongs to Buganda Kingdom and was erroneously given to the university. This comes after both Buganda Kingdom and Chambogo University claimed ownership of the 400 acres of land in Chambogo with Kampala District Land Board also claiming part of it. The chairperson of the Uganda Land Commission, Beatrice Biencha, while appearing before the Physical Infrastructure Committee of Parliament together with the Minister of Lands, said the former Land Commission erroneously gave out this land to several squatters including the university, but the land belongs to Buganda Kingdom. She said the commission offered a freehold land to Chambogo Primary School, Chambogo College, National Curriculum Development Center, Uganda Public Nursing School and part of the university yet this land was part of the Milo land belonging to Buganda Kingdom. The claims by Buganda Kingdom are true that part of the university the East End playground, the art gallery of the university, the department of agriculture of the university and the department of vocational studies all encroach on Milo land that is owned by the Buganda royal family so uganda land commission there erred again to have given a free a freehold the chairperson of the kampala district land board david balondemo says the land claimed by buganda kingdom is not part of the land supervised by kampala district land board the land claimed by chisosonkole family is not part of the land being claimed by kdlb that of chisosonkole is within those coordinates. Chambogo University claims 137 hectares and it sits on both the private Milo land as per the chairperson of the URC has just indicated of the Lechisosonkole and part of the public land which is owned by Kampala District Land Board which is under our jurisdiction. Meanwhile, women activists want MPs of the 11th Parliament to re-elect Rebecca Kadaga for the speaker position since she has done exceptional work by advocating for women's rights. The executive director of Forum for Women in Democracy, Patricia Munabi, says Kadaga is the only woman among the top 20 leaders in the country and she should be left to continue holding that position since there is no right replacement. Women have performed very well in leadership at parliament as speaker as leader of opposition and government chief whip. So it's not just about having the numbers, it's what the numbers actually do to deliver for the women of this country. We also demand that the members of the 11th parliament elect a female speaker to head the legislative arm of government not only because the executive and judiciary are headed by men currently but because honorable kadaga has demonstrated able leadership in parliament munabi added that the president should appoint women as full ministers in key ministries like that of water education finance land health and trade We also demand that His Excellency appoints women ministers in key strategic ministries like the Ministry of Finance and Economic Development, the Ministry of Education, Ministry of Health, Ministry of Water, Ministry of Lands, Ministry of Trade and Industry and Ministry of Environment so that they are able to make decisions that positively affect the lives of women in the rural 
and urban areas. The time is now for government of Uganda to walk the talk and ensure that women are not left behind. Let's take a look at what's happening in education. The Democratic Party has asked the government to motivate teaching staff at all levels of education by improving their welfare. During the party's media briefing, DP spokesperson Opio Okole raised concerns over the escalating dropout of students at each level, saying it is mainly due to the absence of teachers in schools. According to Okole, most teachers opted for other jobs like border border business, farming and shopkeeping due to low salaries. He used the opportunity to congratulate primary seven candidates upon reaching the final examinations and encourage them to work hard. We wish to congratulate them and wish them success in their exams. We celebrate them because they are at least not among the hundreds of thousands that dropped out of school as yet. According to the Ministry of Education, at least one million learners enroll in the primary education. However, at the end of the seven years, only 600 learners sit for the primary living examinations. That therefore means that 400,000 learners drop out from lower primary level. Still in the news, the general court marshal in Machindi has sent on remand a street vendor over illegal possession of military stores. Tracy Nalugonda, also known as Grace, aged 40 and a hawker dealing in clothes, was yesterday afternoon arraigned before the general court marshal and charged with being in unlawful possession of military stores. It is alleged that on November 24, 2020, at Mukwano Road Central Division in Kampala District, Nalugonda was found with a pair of camouflage uniform, a signal lamp, and a pair of handcuffs, which are gazetted as defense stores. Nalugonda denied the charge and was remanded to Kigo Government Prison, take two until April 24th for mention of the case as investigations continue. In Arua, two security personnel attached to Uganda Revenue Authority are fighting for their lives after a mob descended upon them during an operation on March 28th. The mob attacked the UPDF soldier and police officer attached to the tax body as they pursued a smuggler in Yobuya cell in Aivu East constituency in Arua city. It is reported that after being hit by the URA vehicle, the man who was carrying smuggled rice on a motorcycle lost control and fell off. The soldiers jumped off the vehicle, but as they tried to load the sack of rice on the URA pickup truck, residents suddenly pounced and disarmed them. On seeing the swelling crowd, the driver reportedly sped off, leaving the two behind, and they were beaten to coma. Thinking that the two were dead, the mob placed the guns near them and fled. The two were later rescued by police and rushed to Arua Regional Referral Hospital from where the UPDF soldier was airlifted to Kampala for further treatment. Jude Nasucha, the Arua District Police Commander, says two people have been arrested to help with investigations. Inquiries have been instituted. And we are, we are definitely uh, going to have people who have done this prosecuted. The incident forced some members of the district security committee and MP for Aivu East to rush to the area on Monday for community dialogue and policing. Robert Eyotu, the LC1 chairperson of Yobu Yasel, told Arua 1FM that residents have abandoned their homes for fear of arrest. Sami Edaruka, a resident of Yobu Yasel, said the people who participated in the mob action are not from the area. When civilians see a uniform coming home, whether you have committed a crime or you have not committed a crime, 
you will see a person taking out. Even a child of this size has to take out. Like the infant which has been frequently coming home at my home since yesterday up to today is the infant they fear most, not of police. And this afternoon when they arrive at my home, the message they left there is they are going to come back on Wednesday, which still injects fear in the family members and the village at large. David Ritchie, the regional intelligence security officer in West Nile, warned the public against mob action, arguing that the residents should have reported the matter. My appeal is you stop beating these boys. Because if you run, where will you run? If we want to punish you, we have the only brigade here in Arua. We have another brigade in Koboko. We can surround all this. We don't want to do that. We have to cooperate. As much as you people are saying you are running away from the forces, they came here, they did nothing. The Arua City Commissioner Martin Orochi says all those involved in the beating of law enforcers shall be arrested and charged with attempted murder. The Aivu East constituency MP-elect Geoffrey Fetter warned the residents against smuggling and condemned the mob action, but also raised concern over the high-handedness by operatives attached to URA. I want to appeal to the public to desist from taking the law into their hands. Two, smuggling of banned goods, smuggling of any sort of goods from outside the country into the country without paying the tax is unlawful. However, the high-handedness, the use of excessive force by the revenue enforcement team has become an, a, a concern across the city. Everybody is talking about it. Recently, drivers and the operation commander of URA, they hit a, a, a Congolese on a border border with the car door and killed him. This has brought a misunderstanding between uh, authorities in Congo and in, in, in Uganda. Hardly two weeks from this, now the, the excessive use of force again, where the driver reportedly knocked this suspected smuggler. Now, these acts, to me, they are provoking the community. Conflicts between URA and local communities over deaths and injuries caused especially by running over suspected smugglers are not new in West Nile. Last week, a Congolese businessman from Isiro town called Oduku Aimbale Matende was allegedly knocked dead along the Uganda DRC border by operatives of URA who followed them on a motorcycle. In Teso region, the number of teenage mothers that have got fistula is increasing day by day, according to fistula experts. The executive director of the organization Terror Ward, Alice Emasu Serunyange, says they have treated over 50 girls that got fistula in Teso, and she is worried that many more are in their villages suffering silently. The organization runs a women's community hospital that specializes in the prevention and treatment of obstetrics fistula based in Soroti. During the International Women's Day celebrations in Soroti, World Vision reported that the district alone registered 3,500 teenage girls that got pregnant. These girls are more vulnerable to getting fistula if they are not delivered from health facilities that have trained midwives. That is the reason Terry Ward convened a dialogue with midwives in 16 health facilities in Teso region to chart a way forward of helping these young women, especially the girls who are prone to fistula if they are not looked after very well. We are addressing an important concern of a rising number of teenagers who have been impregnated, especially during this period of the COVID era, and some of them are now reporting to Terewode Women's Community Hospital in search of care for fistula treatment. We are talking about teenagers who are aged 
below 19 years. This is quite an alarming experience. We are also responding based on the pilot project we had during the lockdown, April to June, in which we designed a, an ambulance project to go and rescue mothers who were in labor in the different rural areas. And during that period, it was very clear that majority of the ones who were stuck and could not access transportation to a health facility to deliver were teenagers. A 2016 study by the Minister of Health estimated that 200,000 women living with fistula and 1,900 new cases occur each year. In Serere, inaugural works to reintroduce a ferry to Kagwara inland port in the district has come with heightened expectations. Promised by President Yuri Museven in 2015, the vessel will dock in Bukungu in Buyende district, Kagwara and Akampala Ochero in Kaviramaido district. The Serere district leaders are keen to the development which have propelled them to start quarterly monitoring exercises of government projects in the district, according to the area woman MP Helen Adoa. Adoa, who doubles as the state minister for fisheries, flanked by her male colleagues Patrick Okabe of Serere County and Elijah Kupa Casilo, monitor the progress of the ferry. The site supervisor, Edward Okelo, said the works were delayed by the rising water levels in Lake Kyoga and the coronavirus outbreak. But the contractor, Terrain Services Limited, has resumed with the docking pier, office, staff quarters, toilets and waiting shed. This project is being undertaken by UNRWA with the contractor is Terrain Services Limited. I shall be undertaking this project for about uh, one to two years. The key issue is that it will be able to facilitate easy movement, to enhance road transport, efficiency, and many people will have a lot to benefit in terms of ferrying goods from one place to another and people as well. We have employed the local people. Some of them will give a testimony. The laborers are also here. The community have been also involved in this project, and uh, it's good to go. The Serere Deputy Chief Administrative Officer, Michael Ouma, is the lead technical main man in the team. One, we have come to see what is happening here on the Kagwara. A ferry landing site. You have seen some work is going on by a farm called Terrain. It has been contracted by government to make sure the ferry landing site is ready because very soon we shall receive a ferry here where we shall commission and uh, this ferry will commute between Bugungu in Buyende district and it will be landing here in Kagwara and it will also be docking or landing in Kabramaido. So the company is here trying to do its work so we are here trying to monitor to see how far they are going. The community, however, is fearful that it might not be considered for the much-anticipated opportunities to come. And with that story, we come to the end of the news around Uganda. Good morning.